You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Uh, How many of you have seen Hamilton on stage? Anybody see it on stage? Anybody online? If if you've seen it on stage online, comment online. How about, how many of you have seen the movie? On Disney Plus, a few of it, a few of you, okay. Okay, we're a cultured crowd, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I really encourage you guys uh, to see Hamilton. Um, it's a complex, interesting, fun thing. I'm not gonna show the fun parts today necessarily, uh, but we're in the series called At The Movies, and I, I love this series because I love movies, but it's really more than that. I love the movies and you love the movies, because stories are the back door to our heart. It's why Jesus used parables in his teaching. He knew how to get right to the heart. In this series, we're seeing how scripture meets the silver screen and how God can speak right to our hearts, even through something that maybe wasn't intended to be spiritual. And today I do wanna walk with you through the musical Hamilton And uh, I haven't seen Hamilton on stage. I fully plan to when COVID is over. The prices will come down because it's very expensive to see on stage. Um, It's written and composed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it's about the life and times of our founding father, Alexander Hamilton. It opened on Broadway in September of 2015 and it immediately became a smash hit and tickets on Broadway are literally going for thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, In 2016, it won 11 Tony Awards, including Best Musical and Best Score. In addition to its Tony Awards, it won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. The soundtrack shot up the Billboard charts to number one, and the soundtrack also won a Grammy. It was number two on Billboard's top 50 albums of 2015. It was number eight on Rolling Stone's top 50 albums of 2015. And it's actually still number nine on the Billboard charts right now. It's been certified platinum seven times, sold over seven million copies. And it literally has become the soundtrack in soccer mom vans all across the country because it's this amazing combination of R&B and jazz and hip hop and Broadway show tunes. In fact, the popularity of the musical influenced the US Treasury Department to reverse its decision and leave Hamilton on the $10 bill. They were gonna take him off, but they're gonna leave him on now. And Hamilton is still going strong. In their brilliance, they filmed one of the final, full, full disclosure, all right, I, I like musicals, like I'm not a huge fan of musicals, but I like a, an occasional musical. And I was a little bit reluctant to see Hamilton. Um, I'd, I'd heard some things, I had been influenced and I actually had some bias against it for some unnamed reasons. And let's be honest, hip hop, not my preferred genre. Surprise, um, but I love American history. And I was very intrigued by the idea of a 200-year-old revolutionary story being told in an innovative way with modern street language. 
And Miranda does an amazing job of drawing you into this amazing story, but I, I still wasn't sure what all the intrigue was about. But this is what I quickly realized. Hamilton is filled with so many emotional themes, so many things that are so relevant today. It deals with immigration and gender quality and diversity and so many other things. In fact, Hamilton himself was an immigrant from the Caribbean. And Miranda said that, that it was the quintessential immigrant story of redefining yourself when you come to a new place. Now there's other elements that make Hamilton so fantastic. I mean, Miranda chose to use actors of color to portray our founding fathers. In, in the movie, in the play, in, in the drama, Thomas Jefferson raps and dances, and he actually has a pimp walk, y'all. I mean, you know. And, and women play a central role. Hamilton's wife, Eliza, is smart and strong and the spiritual leader of the family. But, but it's much more than the social issues that have captured our imagination. Hamilton is loaded with spiritual themes. It deals with love and forgiveness and failure and grace and fear and despair and death and redemption. All of those things are at the very heart of this story. And listen, Alexander Hamilton was brilliant. To say that our country would not be here today without him would be a vast understatement. We would not be here without Alexander Hamilton. He was so brilliant, but he was tremendously broken, tremendously flawed, just like all of us. Another major theme is how God takes what is broken and uses it for good. Behind the hip hop, behind the story, we see the story begins with a sheer act of God's grace. Now, Miranda was inspired by Ron Chernow's biography of Alexander Hamilton, and I would encourage you to pick it up and read it. Um, I, I can tell you I'm almost through all 700 plus pages. And Hamilton the musical is just barely the tip of the iceberg of Alexander Hamilton's complexity and nuances. Hamilton was born on a tiny island in the Caribbean, and he was born out of wedlock, illegitimate. His father abandoned their family, so he grows up fatherless. His mother, a woman of less than stellar morals, died when he was 12 years old. He's an orphan, living in poverty. So how does a child with this up upbringing become one of our founding fathers and the second most powerful man in America during the formative days of our nation? Well, the musical begins with this very question. Some may find some of the language offensive in the opening lines, so we have edited accordingly. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Hamilton. Yeah, New York, you can be a new man. The world will never be the same. Miranda writes, how does this boy, by providence impoverished and squalor, grow up to be a hero and a scholar? 
Well, it was all because of God's grace and providence. Hamilton's life was continually marked by God's grace. As he grows older, he makes his way to the island of St. Quad. He rides out a hurricane in 1772. And Hamilton is a thinker and a writer at heart, and he writes a letter about his experience with the hurricane. He wrote, despise thyself. In other words, forget about yourself because it's all about God. Despise thyself and adore thy God and succor the miserable and lay up a treasure in heaven. After living through the devastation of a hurricane, he had eternity on his mind. The letter was so impressive that it was published in a local newspaper and then some of the local businessmen were so moved by its brilliance that they took up money to send young Alexander to New York so that he could be educated. And that act of grace that he had nothing to do with changed his life and transformed our history. God got him off of that island, but that was just the beginning. We see throughout his life how God's grace continually puts him in what seems to be in what we might call just the right place at the right time. He landed in New York City right on the cusp of the American Revolution, just by God's grace and providence. He attends King's College, which is now Columbia, and then he quits to join the revolution. And as an officer during the revolution, he fights bravely and he literally dodges bullets, God's grace. And George Washington takes note of him and puts him on his staff, God's grace. He ends up back on the battlefield in the Battle of Yorktown, God's providence and grace. See, grace is God's unmerited favor. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. Grace is God gifting us and blessing us that things we did not earn or deserve. And it's not unlike how God has worked in our lives. There are events in our lives that were completely out of our control. There are blessings in our lives that we had nothing to do with. If you were born in the United States, that is simply an act of God's grace. If you've been adopted into God's family by faith in Jesus Christ, it is simply because of God's grace. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesians, he said this, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God, and salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. It's a free gift from God, and it's certainly not because we've done good. This same gentleman, Paul, he wrote to a church in Rome, he said, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. Every one of us comes up short of God's standard. I don't even live up to my own standards, much less God's. And I stand before you today forgiven and free, but I had nothing to do with it. I'm a product of God's grace. You're a product of God's grace. Hamilton was a product of God's grace. 
And where you are right now, sitting in this building, watching online, God has you right there by his providence and his grace. Hamilton was a product of God's grace, but check this out. Because of his upbringing, his sense of being illegitimate and, and abandoned, he always felt like he had to prove himself. And he struggled with shame and he felt unworthy and he, he set out and he was determined to prove himself. He wanted to take full advantage of the opportunities that grace presented him. And he has a shot to do something. He has a shot to make a difference. He has a shot and he's going to take his shot. He was just like his country, young, scrappy, and hungry. And so Hamilton set out to prove himself. But because of grace, there's nothing to prove. He wanted to make a difference. And listen, because of grace, we can make a difference. That passage back in Ephesians 2 and verse 10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. We've been saved by grace and we are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. By God's grace, we have a chance to make a difference. We have a shot. God, in his grace, he has given you a particular personality, a distinct set of spiritual gifts, a unique life experience, and an unmatched circle of influence. And even the pain that you've experienced in life was allowed by God's grace and providence so that you can make a difference in this world. Pastor Paul David Tripp says, the author of your story never writes a throwaway chapter. Every word on every page has been placed there by divine grace. Listen, you have a chance to make a difference in your family. You have a chance to make a difference in your relationships. You have a chance to make a difference at work, a difference at school. You have a shot to make a difference in your community. You have a shot to make a difference in the church. You have a shot to make a difference in the world. Listen, you are one in seven billion. And you don't have to be Alexander Hamilton. You only have to be you. And listen, if you don't know where you fit, if you think you can't make a difference or you think you don't know how to make a difference, we can help you. We have a class called Life Track. It meets for three weeks, the first three Sundays of every month, and it's going to begin the first week in December. And we'll walk right with you. We'll walk through it with you to help you discover exactly how God has created you so that you can take your shot and you can make a difference. Listen, Hamilton tried to earn or pay back God's grace. And he experienced success on so many extraordinary levels. He was a war hero and Washington's literal right-hand man. He wrote portions of our Constitution. He wrote the Federalist Papers to defend our Constitution. He's the primary interpreter of our Constitution in its infancy, even before there's a Supreme Court. He established our financial and banking system. And listen, George Washington was the backbone of our new country, but in many ways, Hamilton had more power and more influence 
than even the father of our nation. But he could never do enough. He could never do enough to satisfy his own soul. He could never earn God's favor. He could never pay back God's grace because it's free. And listen, he couldn't do it and you can't do it either. And you don't need to. But you do have an opportunity to make a difference in the world. Don't throw away your shot. The Apostle John, who was very close to Jesus, wrote this. He said, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God has done all the work. God took the initiative. And God has given us, given us a shot through his love and grace. And we can love and we can make a difference because of what Christ has done for us. So you may be thinking, man, that, that all sounds well and good, but man, I'm too jacked up. I'm too messed up. I've messed up too many times. Like, like it's over for me. I can't, I can't make a difference. Well, check this out. Hamilton messed up big time. Hamilton was brilliant and brave, but he was also arrogant and cocky and obnoxious and most times rude. He probably had more enemies than he had friends. He had ongoing feuds with Thomas Jefferson and James Madison and John Adams and, of course, Aaron Burr, who would eventually kill him in a duel. Spoiler alert. And he made the biggest mistake of his life during the summer of 1791. He cheated on his beloved Eliza. A young woman approached him with a story of abuse and neglect by her husband. And Hamilton gave her some money to help her, but then was lured into an ongoing affair with Mariah Reynolds. It was the first sex scandal of our new country. And to make matters worse, Hamilton paid her husband hush money when he was blackmailed. And here's the truth. There are no saints just sinners saved by grace. Aaron Burr sings in Miranda's song, Wait For It. He sings, life doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints, and it takes, and it takes, and it takes. And we keep living anyway, and we rise, and we fall, and we break, and we make our mistakes. That's life. Kevin Cloud, in his book, God and Hamilton, says, Hamilton found himself in the exact same place we all end up far too many times in our lives, in desperate need of forgiveness. And we need forgiveness because of our flawed, broken, and imperfect nature as human beings. Listen, we all make mistakes. We all fall short. We all need forgiveness from God and each other. And when we get toward the end of the musical, we find Alexander and Eliza standing alone. 
They've lost their firstborn son, Philip, in a duel. Philip was in the duel to defend Alexander's honor. And Alexander instructed Philip, as a man of honor, that when they counted to ten for him to raise his pistol to the sky and throw away his shot. And Philip did that, so Alexander feels responsible for his death. Alexander and Eliza have lost their firstborn. And Alexander and Eliza have lost their intimacy. And Alexander has lost Eliza's trust. What is needed is forgiveness. Man, that scene gets me every time. Can you imagine forgiveness? They're going through the unimaginable. And there's a grace too powerful to name. Forgiveness. They're doing the unimaginable. And Alexander experiences redemption and restoration. And me, I've never thought that forgiveness and redemption and restoration would be available to him. And you may feel like that. You may be going through something unimaginable. And maybe you need God's forgiveness. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe you need to forgive somebody else. Listen, grace and forgiveness can win. In fact, sin doesn't stand a chance. This guy Paul wrote in Romans 5, but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness we call grace. Sin doesn't stand a chance in a competition with grace. And forgiveness leads to redemption and freedom and restoration. And yet despite being forgiven by Eliza, Alexander struggled with depression and despair. When Washington stepped down and didn't run for re-election, Alexander lost his position and his power and his political prowess. And ultimately, his feud with Aaron Burr leads to his death in their infamous duel. After they count to 10 and they turn, Hamilton raises his pistol and fires a shot over Burr's head and throws away his shot. And Burr's shot hit Hamilton right above his right hip. And he fell right on the very same ground that his son Philip had. He lay dying at a friend's house for two days as his family and friends came and paid their last respects. Hamilton knew that death was inevitable. And on his deathbed, he said, 
I have tender reliance on the mercy of the Lord Almighty through the merits of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a sinner, and I looked at his mercy. And he was dead at 47. And he said, I don't have anything except Jesus. His faith in Jesus transferred him into heaven. But what of his life? What of his legacy? He, he's redeemed and heaven is his home. But what about Alexander's redemption and legacy here on earth? This is the finale. God gives Eliza what Alexander always wanted. He gave her more time. And that last gasp, it's a heart-stopping moment in Broadway musical history as Eliza looks to heaven. Does Eliza see Alexander? Does she see God? Does she see that Alexander's story is finally being told? Well, Miranda isn't saying it, it's up for interpretation. Many believe that she gasped because her love for God and her husband changed the lives of thousands of orphans across New York City. And Eliza sings that she's proudest of the orphanage and that she sees Alexander in the eyes of every orphan. The orphanage that she established in 1806 still serves New York City today under the name Graham Wyndham. That's grace. That's forgiveness. That's redemption. That's making a difference. That is God taking brokenness and turning it into something beautiful. That's a legacy. Each one of us lives a life. Each one of us will leave a legacy. What of your life? What will your legacy be? Will it be a legacy of grace and redemption? See, God wants to take our brokenness and turn it into something beautiful. And God has already done the hard work of sending Jesus to pay the penalty for our sin. And God raised Jesus from the dead to give us a full and rich and satisfying life here on earth and an eternal home in heaven. The Hamilton story resonates because of spiritual redemption. Grace and redemption and restoration are available today. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? What will your story be? What kind of legacy will you leave? Will it be a story of grace? Will it be a story of forgiveness? And will it make a difference? All of you sitting here with me today and all of you online, 
Would you pray with me? Would you just bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment? Father God, we are so amazed that by your very providence and grace, we sit here today. And God, we recognize that every step of the way you've had your hand in our life. And I know, Father, that the temptation for us is to think, well, I could never make a difference like a founding father. I could never make a difference like Hamilton, like Eliza. But God, we know full well that you have something for us to do, some way that we can make a difference. God, that you want to take everything broken in our life and you want to make it beautiful and you want us to make a difference. Maybe you're sitting here or you're watching at home and you're thinking, well, man, I don't really know how that's going to look. And maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. You can do that right now. You can pray, God, as I look back, I can see your hand in my life. And God, I know I'm jacked up. I know that I've sinned. I know that I've made mistakes. But I want you to redeem all that. I want you to fill my life with grace and redemption and forgiveness so that I can make a difference. So I put my faith in Jesus today. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sin. And I believe that he rose again. And I put my faith in him and I follow him today. And Father, I pray that each one of us would not leave here unchanged today, but that we would all make a difference for your honor and glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.